Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Hannah Pryor, speaker, executive coach, and workplace performance expert of Priority Group. Your team's digital communications are your most powerful tool to create sales and positive change in your business. Good sales messaging is no longer a nice to have in the sales process. It's a non-negotiable. The entire sales process cannot start without it. Anna's here to answer one question. Are you making these mistakes with selling and marketing your business? We'll hear what they are in just a minute. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Hi over there. Hi there. Hi over there. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. Good, good. So we got some good topic today. A good topic, some good topics. We've got a great, it's a teaser for the summit. Yes, for sure. Hannah is going to be one of the keynote yes. addresses. I think she's keynoting the day two, right? I believe so. Yes. That's great. Yep. 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 Starting off, I think kicking off that day. Yep. yep. It's going to be great. We really got a lot of different kinds of topics there. So it's fun to be able to touch on them and introduce our speakers ahead of time like this. Absolutely. So should we kick it off? Kick away. All right. Our guest today, Hannah Pryor, as Mark said, is an in-demand speaker, coach, and workplace performance expert who was a number one top seller and leader at a $2 billion firm for over 14 years. She's speaking at TEDx in New York City in September and is publishing her first book, Awkward and Upward, in 2023. Welcome, Hannah. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. You're great. You guys are already fun. I'm sorry. We Say that again, Hannah, because just do, I forgot to unmute. Um, welcome her again, please. Okay. Got it. My fault. So welcome, Hannah. We're delighted to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I can tell that you are already a good time. So I'm excited yes. to do this. <laughs> we do try to be a good time. And mm-hmm. you're going to see a really, really good time when you come to the summit. because oh, I can't people, wait. They're, they're awesome. We have the best best people that we work with. It's, it's incredible. So the topic that you're talking about today is going to be great. It's a great segue into your big presentation in September for us. Yeah, are, yeah we definitely. Right, are we right before or right after your TEDx? You are right after my TEDx. Right. TEDx is September 2nd. So I think we're a week or two after that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so TEDx is your practice round for the real round. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, get, I'll, I'll dust the cobwebs off before I get right. to you all. Right. That's great. So talk to me a little bit about sales psychology and about the, the digital messaging and, and how people should communicate with, ver- when they're in person with their clients versus digitally. And how is that important? Right. I, I love this topic so much. And I think that it is extremely timely for anyone who has uh, lived and breathed and endured the last two years. And so my, my question to you before I answer your question is, are you the same person you were two and a half years ago? Oh, my gosh. No. Yeah. A little uh, heavier. About <laughs> <laughs> oh, 19 pounds yeah. heavier. Yeah. 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 So that's the answer that every human being is going to give. Nobody is the same as they were two and a half years ago. We care about different things. We want to be treated differently. The way we have relationships with other people is now drastically different. We do not tolerate bad behavior or lazy behavior the way that we used to. A lot of us, just as a result of the pandemic, got retethered to our values 
and what matters to us. And on top of that, everything went digital for a while. You know, all the the companies who said it can't be done. We are an in-person business only. Yeah, that got debunked. We didn't even think about it before. But now we can see the possibilities and how things have changed so dramatically. Exactly right. And so even though the world is, you know, to some level starting to recalibrate and we're, you know, all crossing our fingers that it will, all the research that's come out of the last two years is that some version of digital selling and having a good digital footprint is here to stay. Um, This is how not only we engage with our partners in business, this is how people date now, right? They Google yes. each other. They check their pictures on these apps. Good, you know, good thing I've been married for a long time. I'm so grateful I'm not dating right <laughs> now. But this is the way people engage now. And so what I've noticed with you know, a variety of industries that are, by virtue of their industry, remodelers being one of them, a very hands-on, very physical, very in-person experience is they tend to anchor back on the phone conversations, the in-person conversations, and while I am not here to tell you that those are gone, because they are not, they are absolutely critical. We are fooling ourselves if we think that people want to pick up our unknown phone number. Yep. We are fooling ourselves if we don't think people are looking to have some information in their email, in their text, in their digital communications before they decide, do I even want to call this person back? Do I even want to have a conversation? So this is really important. It used to be a nice to have skill. No longer. Now we have to have it. Okay. So what are some of the biggest mistakes people make with selling and marketing their services now? Yes. So we're going to talk a lot about some of the meaty stuff at the summit, but I'm going to give you today as many actionable tactical tips as I can. So some of the mistakes that are most present amongst even the most successful entrepreneurs, business owners that have you know had success in the last many years is first things first, we sound like robots when we write. Here's what I mean by this. Most of us learned how to write in grade school, high school, for some of us, college. That's how we learned writing. So we write in a way that is, you know, five paragraph essay. You know, dear sir, I am reaching out to you because this is what I have. This is the background that my company has. This is why you should choose us. Sincerely, so-and-so, right? Yeah, it's it's very robotic. It's very boring to read. And frankly, no one talks like that. (laughs) That's true. No one talks like that. And now in this digital era, we need to write like we talk. Well, so do you ever think that people can get too informal with that, though? Because I do tend to write like I talk and I have a lot of exclamation points and end with prepositions and things, but is that? Yeah. So I love, I love what you just said. Ending with a preposition, have at it. I am giving you permission to ignore that English class rule because that is how we talk. Now I am not proposing that we use the same slang that we do with our college, you know, frat brothers and and best friends. That's probably, you know, towing the line between unprofessional. But when I say write like you talk, what I'm really implying is relax the language. You know, these days people are looking to build that no like, and trust factor quickly. And often, whether we like it or not, we don't have to like it. We're building that no like, and trust factor digitally before they even engage in that next conversation. So we need to work on that likability. We need to disarm people. And one of the ways we can create trust quickly is by sounding like a human being. 
on the other side by being a little bit more relatable, a little bit more relaxed. So that's that's one of the first big mistakes that we make. You know, it's interesting when we have new employees come in here, we oftentimes have to really train them to loosen up and be less formal because we are a very friendly, personal group. So it's a a part of the company culture, really. Yeah. And I want to I want to validate that, too. It's because we want to sound professional and credible and like the expert. Right. It's, It's for a reason that we do it. It's just we do it more than we need to. I couldn't agree more. Uh, one of the things I see often, and I'll tell people, it's if you have more than two sentences in a paragraph, that's too much. Yeah. It's okay. You used to be in high school or grade yeah. school, you know, you know, it had to be five, six, seven sentences, big, huge blocks of text. No, yeah. right. It's scary that, to look at. And and that and and I would say even with the language that we choose, sometimes we're trying so hard to make us sound again like the expert and professional that we choose these big, long polysyllabic words that are yes. just unnecessary. You know, uh-huh. we don't need it. People are skimming and scanning. Mm-hmm. If you are using big clunky language in, in the effort to sound smart to your clients or to your prospects, you've lost them. Okay. That they do not okay. have the mental, mental energy or the attention to keep going. We have to simplify. Okay, great. So what are some of the other mistakes? Okay. So messaging mistake number two and this is one of my biggest and most favorite ones, is that our writing, our digital communication tends to be much too self-centered. How do you mean? We love to talk about ourselves. We love to talk about what we do, what we as a firm offer, why we're different, how many years we've been around, all of right. our you know, million ticks of the box of why we're great. When realistically, attention is a currency. We're going to talk about this a lot in September too. Attention is a currency. We don't have it. So before I give you what to do instead, let me just give you this little nugget. Um, There's data that now says the attention span of a human being is eight seconds. Just to give you a comparison, the attention span of a goldfish is nine seconds. (laughs) That's funny. We're not not doing so well as a society. But what this means for us though, is we need to hook people. Very quickly, if we have Does any go with of- the goldfish comment, hook them, you know, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> unintended pun, but I'll, I'll yeah. run with it. Yeah. Um, but we, we need to get them to, to that next conversation quickly. We don't have a lot of time to waste. And a lot of times we, you know, in those first few sentences, whether it's a text, whether it's an email, whether it's a campaign in our marketing where, you know, this is who we are, this is what we do. This is what we offer when realistically they don't care about that right out of, out of the gate. They want to know you know what? This is what I've heard from clients like you as to what's going on. You're dealing with these issues. You're dealing with these problems. This is what probably feels current for you. Mm-hmm. So we start out of the gate from the wrong perspective. And then we wonder why aren't they getting on the phone with us? Yeah. Why aren't they calling us back? Uh-huh. Yep. Um, I'll give you one concrete example of this that I think is really useful. We actually, I, I mentioned before we sort of started the podcast that I am in a remodel right now, a significant yes. remodel. It started as a aesthetic renovation. And thanks to the discovery of some black mold is now Ooh. a um, full, very full remodel. And one of the things that helped us choose our contractor, we had, we had been, you know, six contractors deep in interviews. We had decided, my husband and I, we're going with number six. My friend said, hey, have you talked to Sean? And I said, no, I think we picked our person. But she said, you know what? Have a quick conversation with Sean, Amy's husband. He's supposed to be good. Sean did one thing that nobody else did. He said, is this your primary home? 
And I, we said, no, we live two hours away. This will be a second home. And he said, okay, so you won't have a project manager here at all times, or you won't be here to project manage. And we said, no, you know, well, we won't be there just here and there. And he said, listen, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you a report at the end of every day with what we did. I'm going to send you pictures. All of this you emphasis, this is what you will be missing if you're not there. This is what you've got going on. Long story short, guess who got the business? Uh, Sean's our contractor. He wasn't the cheapest. Yeah. But he focused on me out of the gate and what was going on for me. And in my world, he got the business, not anybody else. So perfect example of how that works. Mm -hmm. Yep, for sure. What about another? Yeah, I'll give give you another one of my favorites. We love to focus on features and not benefits. So here's a concrete example of what I mean by that. Uh, if, a, if a feature of something that a firm does is that, you know, you are, let's just say, incredibly organized with, um, you know, feedback on a regular basis to a client, you get written, you know, written updates as to what's going on. So feedback on a regular basis, written updates, that is a feature. A lot of us think, okay, well, someone will hear that and they will know what that means, mm-hmm. right? They will yeah. go ahead and finish that thought in their mind. I'll repeat what I said earlier. Attention is a currency. We do not have the mental energy to complete the thought. And sometimes we won't really fully realize what that means. So if the feature is, we'll give you a written report at the end of every week of you know what, what we've completed or what's been updated so that you can rest assured that we are on track and you are not missing any big developments in your project. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's the benefit, right? Now right. it means something to me. Right. So it's not just assuming they're going to know, but right. providing it to them to make their lives easier and their thinking easier right off the get. Exactly. The, the big mistake we make is that when we list features out, we, we think or we assume that people will complete the thought of what it means to them, right? right? But in this attention deficit world that we live in, what actually moves people to action is feeling something. And when we can help paint the picture for them, even if to us, it feels often like, well, am I just spelling it out for them? Yes, yes, you are. In fact, please spell it out because what we want is for somebody to read an email and feel something, not just think something, but feel something. When people feel something, that's what drives sales. Emotion drives sales. So right. we need them to feel it. And we can't leave that to chance. Okay. We can't hope that they get there. Makes total sense. Yeah. Now, you also feel strongly about subject lines. I feel very strongly about subject lines. Here's what's funny about subject lines. We treat them often as an afterthought. We're like, let me write this email. And then they throw something into the subject line, right? Mm-hmm. Just following up. <laughs> Yeah. Just just checking in, you know, per our conversation, right? Familiar? You guys are all, if if, if people could see, they would see the the vigorous nodding in agreement, right? (laughs) This 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 is what we do. But the reality is subject lines, or in the case of text messages, it would be the first sentence of a text. Subject lines are how someone decides whether or not you are worth their time. Right. So how do you write a compelling one? How do you? Right. So the goal is to spend, first of all, a little bit of the same amount of energy that you do on the subject line. In fact, if I have my choice of the matter, if you write a great subject line and a mediocre rest of your email, I'm still happy because guess what? You didn't get deleted right away. Right. 
at least you got opened, right? And we think about how many emails people get in a day, getting the attention for an open is extremely important. So there's essentially one rule to getting a subject line that works for you that actually gets opened. And that is to make people curious, make people curious. So for example, rather than saying, you know, just following up, you might say something like the one thing I didn't share on Friday. Okay. That's great. Yep. Right. Cause now I'm going to open it. Yeah. What was it? <laughs> what was the thing? Right. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of different ways to do that. And we can certainly talk about that more at the summit as well, but the goal is to get the open. We think about it too much after the fact we throw in whatever comes to mind last minute. And again, this is why we wonder why have I lost traction with this lead? Why have I, you know, not, not heard back from this person? Because I'll, I'll just raise my hand and I'm curious if the two of you do this. I use my email box as a task list, meaning I will mark something as unread going, oh, that's something that I need to look at later. Yep. Right. And then what happens? The day goes on, more emails pile up on top of it. Where does that unread email go to page two only to be forgotten for the rest of my life? Yeah. <laughs> right. So we want people to open that email now. And this is why subject lines matter now. Okay. That makes total sense as well. I like it. <laughs> I should pay more attention to my subject lines now that you're saying that. <laughs> Most of us could stand to. Yeah. Um, and then I'll share one last mistake. The last mistake is that we don't begin with the end in mind. Here's what I mean by this. When we reach out digitally to people, we tend to leave things on this very vague note. I'd love to connect at your convenience. I'd love to chat when you have an opportunity. Um, I'm sure you would, right? But let let me tell you, I'm a busy person. I don't have a lot of convenient free moments to connect and chat. So we need to think about as we start to do this outreach, as we start a digital communication, what is the thing I want them to do? Do I want them to schedule a call with me? Do I want them to reply to this email? I want to be very specific about what that thing is. And then when I decide what that thing is, one of the biggest tips I can give is please, please lower the pressure of the ask. I still see so many people reaching out in digital communication saying, I would love to set up a 30 minute chat to discuss your goals. You're right. Who is 30 minutes? Exactly. Exactly. It seems like 30 minutes for someone that I don't even know if I'm going to go with. Right. 30 minutes for someone who I haven't even had had a conversation with. Lower the pressure. The goal is to start a dialogue. The goal is to get the meeting. The goal isn't to scare them off before you've even had a chance. So we need to lower the pressure. So what would you suggest as a good call to action there? Absolutely. I'll give you a couple of my favorites. So a great example of a low pressure call to action is, I know how busy you must be. When can we schedule just a five minute intro chat? Okay. The response I typically get is, well, what if I need more than five minutes? I'm sure you do, but you schedule that five minute chat. And at four minutes and 59 seconds, you say to the person, Hey, you know, I want to honor my word. I said five minutes. Do you still have a few extra minutes? Mm -hmm. 99% of the time people will say, sure, absolutely. Right. But you've gotten the conversation started. Once that ball starts rolling, it's so much easier to keep it rolling. We know how momentum works as entrepreneurs, as business owners. It's when we scare them away with a 30 minute, you know, calendar link. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh-huh. That we we get nowhere and we're like, why are our digital communications not working? That's part of the reason why. Right. 
Okay, so what are some of the first steps that somebody should take when they're evaluating their outreach and ongoing digital communications? Right. I think one of the very first steps, if, if I can, you know, so selfishly say, because we just talked about it, is please, before you do anything else, check your subject lines. Mm-hmm. Check your subject lines. Are they generic? Are they forgettable? Are they throwaway? If they are, let that be the very first thing you think about tactically addressing. I have a whole training on this if people are really stuck and don't know how to do it, but that is something that will transform the amount of people that actually open and engage with what you're doing. Um, I would do a quick audit of, does this sound like a human being wrote it? Mm-hmm. Or does it sound like this could have been written by a machine, right? Yeah. Is this, is, are these phrases, are these words, things that would ever come out of my mouth? So let me, I'll just give you an example. I have never once in my spoken life talked about utilizing something. <laughs> Right. I don't. I don't. Yeah. You, we use things that this yeah. is just the way we speak. So bonus of writing the way we talk again is not only is it easier for people to skim and scan, but it sounds more human. It's both. Right. It, it accomplishes multiple goals. Right. So doing a quick scan of that and frankly, just doing a quick sweep of some of those things we discussed. Are we putting in benefits? Are we, you know, beginning with the end in mind? Are we being clear right. about what we want? If they can just do a, a cursory scan for all of that, make some adjustments, that would be a huge start. But if obviously if they, if anybody needs additional support, I'm happy to, to point them towards more specifics as well. All right. Great. Good. Hannah, this has been great. So, you know, you said not to talk about yourself all the time, Mm -hmm. Um, but I am going to give you permission to talk about yourself right now. (laughs) And we're going to do the lightning round. Are you ready? Perfect. Let's go. And now, here's the Remodeler's Advantage Lightning Round. It's a trap. Okay, let's put 60 seconds on the clock. What is your favorite business book and why? Atomic Habits by James Clear, because it feels very actionable and very easy to implement into my daily life. If you weren't an executive coach, what do you think you'd be doing? If I could be paid to be a professional networker and make friends all day and introduce them to other people, that would be my absolute dream job. What are you not very good at? I am my creative brain when it comes to anything like song, dance, music, drawing, art. I think that part of my brain like didn't develop in the womb. I'm not a artsy person at all. Your room, your desk or your car, which would you clean first? Uh, Much to my husband's chagrin, the car is not going to be on that list. It's going to be my desk. I think once my desk starts to get too cluttered, I start to feel like my brain is not operating at its best. So that will be the first thing that gets swept off. What's your biggest pet peeve? People who are not authentic. (laughs) If you could have a theme song, what would it be? Oh, um, damn, it feels good to be a gangsta by the ghetto boys. <laughs> also, also as popularized in office space, if anybody yes. knows that song. Yes, <laughs> office space. That's oh, fantastic. That's, that's great. <laughs> now, now I just picture beating up on a printer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on some of my worst days, yes. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here. And I'll be. Before I let you go, though, now, first of all, people are going to be able to learn more about you and what you do and all of your services when you're at the summit. And they can see more about you on our summit website, which is remodelerssummit.com. But before we let you go, I want you to share your five words of wisdom with our listening audience and why those words resonate with you. Mm, My five words of wisdom are please do it. Please just do it awkward. (laughs) 
why, why these words resonate with me. Too often, we overthink everything we're going to do. We overthink what we write in the email. We overthink what we're going to say to our customer. We overthink how we're going to do it and what it's going to look like. And will people approve of it? And it stops us from our next leap of success. It doesn't need to be cute. Please just do it awkward. Okay. But do it. All right. But do it. Yes, but do it. I like it. It sort of yeah. fits in with our, you know, better, better done than perfect. Per, yeah, exactly. Right? It's, it's yeah. a sister. It's a sister of better done than perfect. That's right. That's right. That's great. Thank you so much, Anna. We are so excited to have you at the summit. We can't wait to, to listen to you and hear more and learn more. And uh, thank you for being there too. In I can't family. wait. And if you haven't registered for the Remodeler Summit, please do. I'd love to yes. see you there. Great. Thank <laughs> you so much. Thank you. You know, some of the things that Hannah talked about, I've heard before, but she has an interesting perspective or a little twist on it. Yeah, I love uh, just be awkward. Yeah. It's okay. You know, that's sometimes I feel like I'm being extremely awkward when I like say silly stuff or I can't remember something I'm supposed to say. But I don't know. I'm with her, man. I think it makes you feel a little bit come across more human. Speak right like you speak. It's the best way to go. Yeah, it's definitely the best way to connect with someone. I thought that her example of the teaser uh, subject line was great. Yeah. I don't spend enough time on that. I definitely have to. A hundred percent. If if it's kind of like I say, uh, you know, they say if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it. So like if if you have the greatest email ever written, if nobody ever reads it, right. you, know, you got to open the thing. Yep. So yep. you can't just the subject line can't be just a throwaway. I could definitely see a matchup between Henna's philosophies and your uh, lobster on cheese plate book. Yeah, you know, we, she wrote I, was, that. I was just nodding my head with everything she said. No, you sort like, of look yes. like a bobblehead, you yeah. know. All <laughs> <laughs> well, I can see is the top of your head and you're nodding away. I'm like, oh, my God, the guy's turned into a bobblehead over there. That's fantastic. <laughs> Great. Thank you for that. Oh, I appreciate sure. it. Anytime. Well, uh, if you want to learn more about Henna, definitely visit RemodelerSummit.com. You can you can check her profile out and her website and all that stuff there. And if you go to the speakers page, you can even click the little button and see her eight eight bit version of herself. From, oh yeah! In honor of the <laughs> '80s party we're having at Summit. That's right. So that's, that's right. fun too. So just do that for the fun. Uh, we want to thank Henna for being here and sharing a, just a hint of what you can expect at the Remodeler Summit. And of course, we want to thank you for listening week in and week out. I am Mark Harari. And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next time. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.